All right, and welcome back to a new episode of Rebel with a Cause. I'm your host, Eric, and uh, first-time caller. <laughs> Long-time mm-hmm. listener, first-time caller. Sunny Sidebots. You know where you were from, from at Sunny Sidebot on Twitter there. How's it going? Going pretty good. So audio is coming in pretty strong, but uh, we have no video. So I would say, look at her, but you can't see her. So you'll just. I must remain mysterious. Um, That's right. It's because it's for I'm a superhero and I can't have my identity shared. Very true. So the (laughs) picture that you see on Twitter is is definitely not her. Some kind of model. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, I am just a bot anyways, so I had to use it, a fake picture. It, it's in the name, Sunny Side Bot. Yep. I just want to be really clear, so, you know. <laughs> well, that's all well and good. Uh, <laughs> you had taken a little break from Twitter not too long ago, huh? I did. And actually, it was kind of cool because when I came back, I was surprised how many people found me and remembered me. Um, I can't remember exactly when I went off. But I just started getting overwhelmed because I started trying to argue with every single person that commented on a post. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And just trying to start from the beginning, you know, like a random person from the other side of Twitter would find something and start with, you know, what about roads? And, you know, (laughs) and I'd sit there and try to argue with every single one. And, of course, that's overwhelming. No one should ever do it. Do not recommend um, there, there's one guy who can do it and will literally stay up for days at a time. And that is one Mr. Ace Arkist. So, <laughs> I feel like I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. We're, I'm, I'm, like, we're not joking. Like we have seen him go for like 19 hours straight <laughs> on just one account. And he was, he will like quote tweet everything. And oh you know, my the, the first time I had noticed it, I was, it was like, I had gone to bed and it was like one of those where I had to get up early to go do something else. So mm-hmm. I, I get up at like four four o'clock in the morning and I go check the check my notifications oh my and everything, and uh, sure enough, he had been still going at it. And I was like, "Wait, this was three minutes ago. What?" You know, if, if he can remain calm and just not get emotionally involved and just like it's like persistence running, he just per- persistence argues people, <laughs> and eventually they die. <laughs> that is pretty much how Ace does it. He he will go until they just stop responding to him. That's a then, that's a power. And then he's moved on to a moved on to a new target. <laughs> it's great. He he doesn't have that thing where he's getting overwhelmed with it. And in fact, he's actually yep. like shared pictures of what he looks like while he's uh, doing those tweets. He's got a smile on his face, you know, and he's just you know typing away on the on the phone. He's See, like, oh, well, yeah. You know. That's the way to do it. And I I did not do that. I got all yeah. involved. And I think also this was around the time. I wish I could remember where my timelines are all screwed up, but it was during the vaccine mandates maybe starting. And I just couldn't believe that that was actually happening. I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. And I I felt like I needed to just kind of depart and only talk to real people who just argue differently than people online because there's so much more sympathetic in person because they realize you know, they see the person they're impacting right in front of them, I think. Yeah, least likely that you're going to be called a, uh, a horrible monster and wanting to kill grandma. So, right. There is that. You're a murderer. <laughs> it's okay to force um, 
you know, medical, the government can decide what doctors can do to you. You will be forced to do it. That's just a line I never thought we would cross. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm always an optimist, but wow. Yeah, at the time that that was uh, rolling around, I was working for a uh, a civil engineering firm that had like 90,000 employees. And of course, like the federal government was like one of their biggest customers. So as soon as Biden Biden comes out and starts talking about the uh, jab mandates and everything, and I was just thinking to the back of my mind, I was like, oh, that's that's coming to this office. I Mm -hmm. need to go find somewhere else to work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you do it? Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I quit that job and uh, went to another smaller firm, uh, run by a bunch of anarchists. So I was in uh, it was in good company you. there. Yeah, and then uh, you know it's, when you're in a shop with just like four guys and we're all yelling at each other all day long, you know that's not going to be good <laughs> either. So yeah, nope. so now I'm working at a at a different firm and uh, you know no masks. I, I was like <sighs> kind of concerned when it was like it's like oh can we see your your card and that's never happened so. <laughs> oh gosh yeah so luckily it's uh I-, I dodged a bullet i think but uh well, here we go we got uh jason booth from anarchy among friends roundtable discussion is another podcast <laughs> host this is a very good podcast by the way uh ace isn't human he is cointel pro designed learning ai alex jones has documents by his water thing <laughs> yeah good old alex jones i'm gonna tell you <laughs> A lot of literal vampire demons from an alternate dimension. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's hilarious. He's an entertainer. Yeah, that's what he said in his court case. So you got to take him at his word. I believe it because he's entertaining. It works. <laughs> Look, there is no way that you're going to watch an episode of Alex Jones and not crack a couple of smiles and and a few chuckles here and there. The the, the guy just goes over the top. Well, and you can, like, he kind of smiles while he's doing it. He'll say okay, something, yeah. and then he'll st- try not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah so it's like, my whole thing with Alex Jones is the, the is the hyperbolic speech. You know, it's, it, yes. it, one of his big things was, uh, I get documents like this every single week. I was like, no, Alex, you've got that one story that you're talking about right now. Yep. It may be similar <laughs> to a story that you talked about four months ago. <laughs> but yeah he, he tends to go a little bit over the top it's uh there's a a lot of things that he gets right and there is a ton more that he just gets absolutely wrong so right well and it's like right it's like kind of half true like he presents it in a way that makes it very misleading uh which is typical media anyways but then you dig right. a little bit and you go oh when he said um the frogs are turning gay he was referring to plastics in the water removing the um frogs that just didn't have genitalia or something like that um it was was actually turning them trans so (laughs) right right um so although there was realness in it it was kind of misleading yeah like i said it's just it goes over the top really quick and of course that you know boost the views and the and the best thing that ever happened to him was him getting banned from all the platforms at the same time because i think his uh yeah, I think his prison planet numbers went up. So, uh, Jason Booth again, I am an entertainer. The one thing he said that everyone should actually believe is, is That's true. a good comment. That's true. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. the, the truest thing ever. So, But you don't really try to do that. I, I've known a year tweet. It's uh, You kind of approach it as, 
I'm going to ask a question and, you know, people are going to respond the way that they respond, but you haven't really like gone back and forth with it, which I, I, I do enjoy. It's kind of one of those things. Cause I really want to go after blue checks, like with passion. Yes. Well, and this is my second time here. So I'm trying to change my, you know, keep my cool. Um, right. But I've noticed there's this big gap in getting people on board with the whole non-authoritarian movement in general is that yeah, I, anything the last two years has shown us is that the blue hairs just ain't ready for liberty yet just not ready well they're and not most ready. of them outright reject it <laughs> and well and it certainly you know and that's a good point like you can only do so much um right. it does help though like i i've noticed that um people get kind of triggered by the idea of understanding that there's good logic in an argument, even if they don't agree with it, because yeah. to dismantle an argument, you have to understand the logic behind it. And if you acknowledge to them, I actually, that's good logic. I understand it. And then you have something to to say to, okay, I still disagree because of this reason, you know, what are they going to say back? If you really understand their argument, it kind of stumps them, you know? Yeah, very true. And one thing I have definitely learned uh, in my 42 years of existence on this planet uh, <laughs> is when you're, when you're talking to lefty progressive types, uh, they don't know their own arguments as well as you do. And that's that, fair. Yeah. And the, the other bad thing about that is when you're talking to your Republican conservatard friends, uh, they know their arguments backwards and forwards. <laughs> it's just, they're not going to budge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that gets a little little tiring sometimes because I've I've got a few lefty progressive friends and when they when they start talking their stuff and I'll go That's over nice their that arguments you that you're friends though. That's nice. How do you how do you balance that? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, it's like when they walk away and I'm just thinking to myself, it was like, oh man, you're just you're so close. You're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and I think if I keep barking up this tree, eventually. <laughs> You'll flip. Oh, and I thought I had him when uh, Donald Trump got elected because then, you know, now they're Ooh. out there buying AR-15s and yep. uh, they're getting mags and they're coming over and they're getting trained and everything. Oh, and then God, Joe Biden no gets elected way. and then they're asking me if I want to if I want to buy their teens from them. Cause I don't need these anymore. I was like, no, no, you do. <laughs> you totally do. You have no idea how the pendulum is going to swing so far to the right this next time. It's not even going to be funny. Oh, gosh. Well, and, and just to me, it's the idea that if people can understand that they're panicking based on who's elected president, how can they not yeah. also understand that the um, power that we have in this country is to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Centralized. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like if you feel like you're having a panic attack based on who's president, clearly the president yeah. has too much power. And they, they won't they won't get there ever because their idea is no, if the right person is in power, that it's fine, which can change every four years. Right. Yeah. And they have no idea what they've set themselves up for with uh, just giving us uh, Joe Biden and uh, and Kamala Harris is like the two oh, people that the, that the left absolutely hate. Rich old white guys. Yeah. And a cop. You know, that was like, was like deep wrapped. I was like, if you guys thought Trump was bad before, 2024 Trump is going to be oh. much worse. And uh, the guy that he's going to go up against is probably going to be really, really terrible. 
I'm I'm genuinely concerned. And anytime anyone brings up a possible, oh, this person should run for president, I hate it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time I hear the uh, the words "president" and "Desantis" in the same sentence, uh, I was like, guys, guys, he needs to stay in Florida. He needs to yeah. become Emperor Desantis of Florida, and then just stay there. <laughs> yeah. Just declare himself king of Florida. Yep. He's about then, to take over Disney and live in the Magic oh. Palace and just lord over Florida. <laughs> Could you imagine him putting the Mickey ears on? He's like, I, yep. I own this. I own this shit now. This is mine now. Uh, and I just want to say that it was probably uh, probably recent news. I think Disney finally they I think they stripped them of their uh, special privilege. Well, and I was shocked. And oh my gosh, that's authoritarian. And then I realized, wait, special privileges? I actually didn't know they had any. What does that mean? Should they have? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much like Disney was kind of like running little fiefdom over there. And I was like, well, great. Yeah. Uh, now that you've done Disney, now do every citizen of Florida. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, make them all their own little special privileges and then we can just be done. So yeah, here it is. Uh, Politico, Florida lawmakers vote to dismantle Disney's special privileges over Don't Say Gay. <laughs> which was not in the bill like anywhere right and uh of course yeah so uh, florida's republican-led house on thursday put the legislator's final stamp on two bills requested by governor ron DeSantis, uh, as we will forever call him god emperor <laughs> <laughs> to penalize the walt disney company for its public criticism of a new law restricting how sexual orientation and gender identity are addressed in public schools so yeah took less than five minutes combined the House Republican wow. passed a bill appealing back Disney's special privileges and another appealing the theme park carve-out in a measure approved last year that cracks down on tech companies. Interesting. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that is just amazing. It's just so fast. Swift action. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's... Uh, you know, God bless him for, you know, working quickly to, it was like, Oh, oh you're going to do this. Okay. Not a problem. Yeah. You could have just stuck to making uh, cartoons and really, really shitty Marvel movies and star Wars movies, but no. <laughs> oh, star Wars. Yeah. Well, yeah. As I, as my good buddy, uh, Pete Quinones, uh, said at the 2000, when I'm sitting there talking to him, he goes, leave it to a bunch of dorky libertarians to talk for, to somehow end up on the subject of Star Wars. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it, was, it was really fun. It, it's always going to happen. And Lord of the Rings, it's going to happen. Yep, Lord of the Rings as well. And that's a really, that's that's one of my, that's my favorite. Not that it has to be, you can like them both. But. You can like them both. It's somebody original said. trilogy that everyone must like. And uh, yes. Lord of the Rings is not it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is coming from the guy who reads the books every year. So, um, wait, can you repeat that? I, I'm trying to figure out if I should be offended or not. I, I, I read something. the Lord of the Rings books every single year. Okay, good. Yeah, good. I read the I read the Hobbit, Fellowship, <laughs> Two Towers, okay. and Return of the King. I read them every year, once a year. And then uh, the movies, I, I get, I still get upset with Peter Jackson and uh, and Fran Philippa. Because of a, the Hobbit uh, or the trilogy? Oh, just, yeah, just the trilogy and the Hobbit. The Hobbit was worse. Ugh. See, the trilogy I actually really liked. They had to skim over things. The Hobbit, yeah. we just don't even speak of. Yeah. It was a clown that, show. A monstrosity. Which shall not be named. 
and uh, and of course Jason Booth has got a Jason Booth has got a chime in nerd. <laughs> yes, I wear my nerd cred with uh, with pride, sir. Well, and I think Lord of the Rings is kind of libertarian. He talks about there's a, like a whole anarchist community that didn't have a king. Yeah, you start reading the Sil, uh, Silmarillion. Oh, that's cool. I need to read that because, um, you know, I'm actually really embarrassed. I got an argument with somebody about the movie because I didn't realize um, there's that scene. Probably shouldn't go down this rabbit hole, but there's this scene. Oh, where, that, that's uh, fine. Have you heard the show? We, we go down rabbit holes. <laughs> well, All of them. I'm launching into this and I'm like, okay, maybe this wasn't the topic today. But um, anyways, uh somebody else carries Frodo when he's stabbed, when they're riding. And I can't remember the name, but um, I hadn't read the books in a very long time. It's in the movie. Yeah, the, uh, the elf in the book is called Glorfindel. Yes, Glorfindel. And in the movie, they made it Arwen. Yes, right, which totally worked for me. But then I realized it was wrong, and now I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if that got you mad, the, you know, the complete just, where's Tom Bombadil in the whole, in the yeah. whole movie trilogy? Well, what they should have done, for all the really hardcore Lord of the Rings fan, put every single thing in there perfectly, make it a 24-hour long movie, right. it would be great. We would watch it. It's fine. Who cares about Blockbuster? I don't... Yeah, in 1999, me. we weren't even, like, ready for, like, HBO series. <laughs> no. You know, then, like, a third series, yeah, we would have all been great. We would have been perfect with it. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then you saw what they did with uh, with Game of Thrones, and then you're just like, "Ugh, I'm kind of glad that they didn't do it." Yeah, because ouch, that last season. When they're trying to just drag things along and reach for plot to make more money, that's when it oh, goes yeah. downhill. Like The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, like The Hobbit. You know, I'm I'm going to be one of those few that just says, uh, you know, maybe Guillermo del Toro probably would have done a way better job. Really? Okay, because I heard, this is what I heard. He kind of took it over, and then they brought Peter Jackson back in, and Peter Jackson couldn't salvage it. But maybe that's wrong. Yeah, it was uh, right before production started. He had agreed to do it. He was going to He was gonna oh. keep uh, Peter Jackson around as a producer. I see. And and then at, at, at some point, I, I think he had like a, other commitments, and he had to get out of it. And then Peter Jackson just kind of took it over. Mm-hmm. From there, and That's, uh, wow, and then then we get like a gold statue that looks like a cartoon melting all over the place. Oh God! Yeah, now, now I'm like going for blood. I'm just gonna trigger everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got Thor and Oakenshield running around there, looking like a uh, <laughs> looking like Worf from Oh God Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> well, and just like the it's like um, they're hobbits, not Klingons. What are we doing? And, and and the orc inflation, as I call it. Like, you can't start the movie where the orcs are bigger and more powerful than at the end of The Return of the King. Yeah. Like, that, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, like, where do you go from there? Yeah. And even in the and books, like, Aslog the Defiler is only, like, just a few paragraphs. It's not, like, a whole thing. So. Right. And the sort of uh, Tom and Jerry slapstick, they're kind of bouncing around. They can't really die, you know. Yeah. Falling off cliffs, rolling around in barrels. You know, it just, it, it wasn't written like that. You have to have, I forgot what it's called, but 
when you're license. Well, <laughs> it it's like you can take it seriously. Like you actually think someone's might die, and so you're you're really yeah. They took all the tension out of it. Yeah. Right, and if you can tell easily, okay, this is just you know slapstick humor bouncing around. Um, we've got these big, huge, giant orcs that are more powerful than ever, but a dwarf can, you know, throw them. It just, none of it makes sense. Not like physics is that important in fantasy, but it has to be believable. Yeah, it does have to be a little grounded. A little grounded. It was Um, like, uh, it was uh, trying to, like, explain World of Warcraft to my son. And he was like, (laughs) well, they got orcs and stuff in there. I was like, yes, but those are space orcs. And he was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I was like, yeah, they come, you know, portal and... (laughs) <laughs> They're from another planet with the Draenei. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jason Booth uh, <laughs> triggering us with another line from the movies. Uh, Toss me. Don't tell the elf. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had to work into a uh, dwarf tossing. <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. Never forgive them. Just, just leaving out Tom Bombadil just by himself as... That was enough. It's like even I remember sitting in the theater in 1999 when it came out. Oh no, you have flashbacks. Like, yeah, I was like, should <laughs> there be a little little guy with a blue hat, just you know, bouncing around, singing a song, mm-hmm. and putting a tree to sleep? No. You were so excited. You're sitting there eating yes. your popcorn. No Tom Bombadil. No Tom Bombadil to be found anywhere. It's like not in the script. <laughs> Wasn't you know, even thought about. And until the two towers when they gave uh, Treebeard like one of his lines, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, you bastard!" <laughs> All right, so we we nerded out. We did it. We did. I we feel did better. It. High five. <laughs> virtual. <laughs> yeah, I got to do a virtual. Got to do a virtual. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> So what brought you? What uh, ultimately brought you back to Twitter? I mean, were you just sitting there like sweating and missing it, and you're going through DTs and <laughs> must get back to the timeline? You know, I picked up my phone a lot, and you know, I think what happened was is I started wanting to have those types of arguments that bothered me so much. I started wanting to have them with the people around me, like it was leaking out into my actual life. And I thought, you know that what? That could be dangerous. Yeah, Twitter's actually a good outlet. And you just can't take it too seriously. Which I didn't, you know, now I really don't, which helps immensely. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, I'm better off just putting whatever I want on Twitter. <laughs> and, you know, maybe every now and then I get in an argument and I can just stop talking whenever I feel like it. Yeah, there's a function to mute the entire thread so you don't see any more notifications from it. Well, and I don't don't even mute it. I just, like, let it go. And then sometimes that can be annoying. It keeps popping up, but... Yeah, that's the reason why I mute it, because somebody's going to say something that's going to uh, just get my eyeball twitching, and I'll have to go back (laughs) in there. what, What is it about Twitter that makes it so aggravating? I think part of it is that... There's not a lot of space, so you can never really yeah. form a full argument. You have to just kind of um, take a jab. <laughs> <laughs> I 
No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Not the Jabu. No, no. <laughs> but it's just, it seems like, you know, it might be good that you can't post paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. There's a something that's very good. Like brevity is, is actually a beautiful thing if you can master yeah. it. And I cannot. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, but, it's the old saying, brevity is the soul of wit. Yes. Oh, yes. If you can say something in a concise manner, I, you know, to me that, that makes somebody seem intelligent. Yes. Um, this is why memes have been, become so effective. If you can get something yeah. with an image with like less than 10 words on it and convey the entire point. Yes. And it works so well, you know? Yeah. That's why sometimes you just got to drop a meme and leave the argument. That's a great way to do it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, here's a meme. We thought about this. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Just toss it over there. Yeah, it's so like the uh, the Marauds thing, which we all have to drink whenever somebody starts making, well, who would build the roads? Argument, because you know, I work in civil Wait, engineering. Who's, who's drinking with the roads? What, how do I join in on this? What's happening? Oh, man, we have the, we have the whole uh, libertarian slash anarchist uh, drinking game going. Uh, Marauds is the center square. So, <laughs> yeah, so if it ever devolves into who would build the roads, you take a drink. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is this so? Is this like a bingo card? Yeah, yeah, we have like a status bingo. Oh my gosh, I love it! Yeah, it's it's so trademark. We uh, we we have so much fun (laughs) dealing with that one. Sometimes if you're reading like the uh, reading the timeline and uh, you get some stuff here, Uh, let's see. I gotta go for it. Gotta gotta find the uh, I have it saved in here somewhere. Uh, Do you save the gems sometimes? Sometimes, sometimes. But here we go. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the free space. But who will fill the? Who would build the roads? You know, we have the move to Somalia. Racist, of course. <laughs> You're just mad the Republican lost. Yeah. Everyone oh, has the right to free and then fill in the blank. <laughs> but yeah, one of my personal favorites. You weren't forced to pay taxes. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The rich should pay their fair share. Oh, that's another one. Oh talk about we'll get my eyeball twitching on that one uh invest in our future this one we can actually like replace with build back better yeah social contract exclamation point oh god just work to change the system yeah that's another good one right Right. uh you you hate the poor of course of course yeah only cops should have guns yeah we we Schindler's List. We know what happens when the cops have guns. Just the cops. <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs> yes. Uh, Instead of answering from now on, if anybody says that, I'm just going to go Schindler's List. Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, I've often said, uh, I was like, yeah, I remember seeing this like black and white movie where just the cops in the military had guns. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Schindler's List. Yeah. Really gets people kind of pissed off. And, uh, yeah, of course, market failure. And then, of course, uh, who would build the Rose of uh-huh. Center Square? Uh, every other major country does it. You know, that was the, the biggest uh, one about his Yeah. Oh, yes. They say yeah. every, I forgot what they say. Every other, it's either developed or yeah, um, like. Uh, other democracies. Yeah, all the other democracies. Yeah, that, that's always a good one. Uh, you love big corporations? Yeah, that, that's a great one. I was like, no. <laughs> no, we don't. It creates no. jobs. 
No, it doesn't. <laughs> Do you vote? Question mark. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This one, okay. I've actually been going on a tear recently. Uh, libertarian beliefs are juvenile. Oh, that's funny. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because we're all just a bunch of little kids. Uh, just running around playing the game of what if, right? Well, uh, and I just, I don't know how someone goes from libertarian to, you know, establishment Democrat or establishment Republican. How do you, that's just wrong. Yeah. It's like, how do you even get to that point? Yeah. Like you close your mind, you unopen it, you ununderstand things. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, so going on here, without government, we wouldn't have fill in the blank. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah. Robber barons. Uh, gotta, gotta love the, the robber barons, you know, because only mm. like really rich industrialists would take over. Right. Of course. I want free health care. <laughs> yeah, me too. But like, that's pretty, yeah, it's, <laughs> what like, it, it, it's nice. It's nice that a good and a service would be free. Right. You know. Right. Of course. No one yeah, has to labor for that service, I'm assuming. That's why it's free. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest straw men of all time. Most people disagree with you. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, probably. Uh, oh, the, the, the infamous we as a society. <laughs> we, we, who's we? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Who? chill with the collectivist language. Yeah. Uh, yeah, invest in our infrastructure, so that's more build back better. And uh, of course, you worship Ayn Rand. <laughs> worship every day. I yes. get in front of my Ayn Rand, um, my little candles and my picture of her. Yes, I, I get out a copy of the Fountainhead and I say my prayers over <laughs> her. You know, yeah, it really blows their minds when I say I haven't read any of her books. Yeah, you know what? I've heard the whole books from other people at this point. I'm good. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Jason Booth uh, chiming in with another one. Public schooling is the only option the poor have. Uh, yes. That's it. That, that's all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it gets so fun. We just pull out the card, and we just see where the argument's going to go, and we just start checking it. You know, yell bingo when you got a, when you got a line. See, Diagonal. it's just too predictable. Yeah. It's those were good ones, though. I got like I can't think of anything else. Those were kind of perfect. Yeah, I mean, there's several different other and like Jason's like spamming the comments down there. It's like uh, Coke Brother Shill. Ah, uh, yes, I've one. gotten that I one for that. sure. Yeah, let's Best see. Where's another one? You just want to be able to smoke pot. It's <laughs> like no, I just don't want to be arrested for it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and capitalism just... is killing. Fill in the blank. Yeah, there's another one. Oh, yeah. another good one. Have you seen that one people always share where it's like this little graphic showing all the deaths capitalism has caused? And it includes like smoking deaths, um, every single war ever, oh, natural yeah. disasters. And you're, it's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get all of those. I was like, well, how are you linking an earthquake to this? It was like, well, you know, the environment. I was like, right. Wait, no. <laughs> and an earthquake <laughs> is not. <laughs> I was like, no, sorry. Right. Yeah, my, my personal favorite is bringing up the Black Book of Communism, where it outlines like how like 95 million people lost their lives. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. During like communist revolutions and everything. And then the uh, the outright commies that, you know, rather than just calling me a liar, they like to quibble with the numbers like, no, it was actually 90 million. And they were all traitors to the revolution anyways. Oh, my 
gosh. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, that makes it better. Well, then it's yeah, fine. Reread your sentence that you just typed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you typed that sentence out. You must have known what words were going in what order. Reread it again. <laughs> Only eighty million people died. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a full ninety-five. The book's nothing but lies. Right. <laughs> I was like, You're yeah, exaggerating. How many, how many people did you know, little little mustache man allegedly kill? It's like six million, right? Right. <laughs> but he is the world's worst evil, and in fact, so bad that we compare other really terrible leaders to him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I love that one. That's still, well, that, the, that one's been going around recently. It was like, oh, Putin is Hitler. I was like, yeah, so was Saddam oh, Hussein. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> Saddam Hussein's Hitler. Kim Jong-il is Hitler. Yeah, they're all Hitler. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. And then uh, I saw this one joke. It was like, man, everyone talks about how bad this Hitler guy is. Have we put him in jail yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 just think a guy like that would just be in jail. Well, and it's interesting because... You know, I like history, and I'm not one of those people who remembers dates, places, times. You know, I I just kind of get into the story of it. The egregious, terrible things that have happened throughout the course of human history. Just, you know, disgusting, terrible things. Um, In my opinion, the worst atrocities are carried out by collectives, but that's, you know, obviously preaching to the choir on that one. Um, but yeah, you don't have to twist my arm too hard on that one. Anytime it's the worst thing in the world and the worst thing is happening, even now, terrible things can happen. We live in a much nicer time than we ever did. And I know there are things that people wish we could probably go back to. There's things that are frustrating about modern times. Oh yeah. But it is so much better. The fact that you have to pretend to be nice if you're not alone. Because it used to be like, yeah, we torture people in the public square. Yeah. Cool, cool. Everyone's cool with it. You know, yeah. you could not do that. You have Less to... than 100 years ago, you could walk around and just be an asshole to a complete stranger. Right. <laughs> and that, like, that was acceptable behavior. Right, right. You could just like, you know, you could beat your family members and it was just, oh, stressed after a day of work. You know, now it's like, well, it still happens, but you have to hide it. And if you get caught, you get in trouble. You yeah. know? So it's these types of things where things always go on. We don't live in a perfect world. People get better at hiding it. But if they have to hide it, good. You know, I I have hope for our future. I think the pendulum swung way far, as it usually does. And that's why of we course. have overly woke weirdness. But <laughs> good things happen, too. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it's not all black pills over here. I like to say I microdose a white pill every now and then. <laughs> I well, mean, if you, you get me drunk and I'll talk about all like the good things I see, you know, but you know, straight face, I'm just like, no, we're all doomed. <laughs> do, do this isn't shot. getting any, any better. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the, the, the Yeti cup filled with uh, scotch and soda is empty. So, Oh no, my wine glass just got empty. Oh, how did that happen? Someone keeps coming in here and drinking all my drinks. I know. There's a That's... hole in the bottle. The son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there for anybody who drinks wine. Uh, you can put an entire bottle of wine in a Starbucks Trenta cup. So. 
Oh. I'm just gonna put that one out there into the into the universe. This is this is good. I like this life pro tip. <laughs> Next time there's like a concert outside, I'll be sitting there with my Starbucks cup. Yep. <laughs> Throw some ice in it. Someone's just gonna think you got some kind of fruity drink from from Starbucks, but no. Actually, well, that works for taking a stroll. Like if you're walking around, because you know we have all these weird liquor laws where you know you have to be on a patio. You can't be walking down the sidewalk drinking, and you know oh. it's kind of like mask mandates. It's kind of weird. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, it's it's all fun and games until I'm getting a ticket written for it. You know, it's <laughs> well, and I think it kind of I can understand that they don't want people just. I I understand the idea behind it. They don't want people running around being belligerent. But also, it kind of just promotes people chugging drinks, you know, where oh, yeah. you could just leisurely carry something and, you know, take a walk. It's actually yeah, healthier. That, yeah, that is one thing I will give Louisiana props for. Uh, New yeah. Orleans, for me, is 45 one. minutes that way. And, oh, uh, cool. I mean, we can walk around, like, drink, drinking on the street, walk by a cop, say hi, <laughs> you know. See we have drive-through liquor stores, uh, drive-through uh, daiquiri uh, shops. That's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, and just for them, you know, the the idea of having a closed container is just a piece of tape over the top of uh, where the straw goes into the cup. Well, so you don't spill. How nice of them. So thoughtful. Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice. But that's not that's not <laughs> an open container as long as the piece of tape is still intact. Can you hear that? What's that? Oh, I, I poured myself another glass. Oh. I, oh, no. I thought it would create a sound effect. No, not really. Just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah, worry, it's, I'll it, be fine. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I figured. I figured. If, if you hang you out all, enough on Twitter, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, you have a, a liver that's very strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? Sometimes I drunk tweet, and those are the ones I end up deleting. Not because they're that bad, but because there are so many of them. <laughs> I, I see that sometimes on Twitter. I was like, I'll wake oh. up in the morning and uh, go to check notifications. And I was like, I was like, oh, look, someone was up at midnight and yep. there's like a hundred, there's a hundred tweets here. <laughs> so someone was drinking. Someone had a lot of yep. thoughts, late night thoughts. <laughs> Late night intrusive thoughts, and they had to just get it out to everybody. And that's uh, so. Here we go. Jason Booth once again. New York has rejected the dude's religious exemption, citing dudeism from the Big Lebowski as a reason for him not getting the coof jab. I don't even know where to go with that. Yeah. First of all, Jason. This aggression yeah. shall not stand, man. This, oh, that is a great movie. This aggression will not stand, man. Oh, you know what? That brings up an excellent point. Can we drink white Russians anymore? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Because I was I in the grocery store today, and you, in the frozen section, they still have chicken Kiev. See? See? Um, just saying. We might not be taking this as seriously as we need to. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. Well... Of course, with uh, as these things always go, Russian citizens who don't have anything to do with this. No, they, they have are... nothing to do with it. And in fact, they, yeah. they a, a large majority of them really don't like Vladimir Putin. <laughs> right. And their their hands are kind of tied. Um, I wonder. Oh, you froze. Uh, I froze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Shitty connection. What are you going to do? <laughs> as long as you didn't say something really important. I didn't. I was actually looking up the ingredients to a white Russian because I, I don't oh, normally nice. drink those. And uh, I, I, I think I can actually do this. Remind uh, let's see. Uh, it's five parts vodka, three parts fresh cream, and mm -hmm. two parts coffee liqueur. Ooh. Oh, yum. You know what? I, I think I can do this. And they still sell all of this stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> they might not sell it together, but separately. <laughs> You can sneak. Could, could you just imagine like going up to the, going into the liquor store and buying all three of those ingredients, and they're like, "I know what you're doing, pal." Yeah, but just those, nothing else. <laughs> Janet Napolitano told me that if I saw something, I need to say something. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's been like the big thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see something. I'm gonna say something. But stuff to buy. You know, make a white Russian. You're a terrible person. <laughs> That's another thing. Speaking of being an optimist and just really not expecting it, I did not actually think that Russia was going to attack Ukraine. And I will be the first to there, admit. There was a few of us who didn't think that it was actually going to get to that point. I I was no way that's gonna happen. This is fear mongering. There. Because it would have been a perfect way to unite us. There are all these reasons why it would have been great. And I just didn't think it was actually going to happen. And I was wrong. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, I was uh, one of the few people that was kind of thinking, I don't know, guys, it's like 50-50 here. <laughs> you were, you were on the fence. <laughs> kind of on the fence. I was like, eh, you know, I don't see them doing it because the international outcry would be just too great. And then, you know, sure enough, we, we fucking did it. So. Well, and I kind of wonder, like, what could his end game possibly be? What? Who would do that? That's so stupid. Yeah, there, there's part of that where I'm just like, uh, I was like, man, you're not, you're not gonna win yourself any favors here because the whole world is gonna be against you, except for like a few countries that you know still require your heating oil and mm -hmm. gas and everything. So, but uh, yeah, he he went and did it, and uh, and then you have to you have to give it to him. He got the Chechens to fight for him. Yeah. I mean, of the Who? one group of people that <laughs> Goodness. you wouldn't have thought would have been on his side, and he, he was able to send them in there. It's crazy. Because when I first read that story, I was like, wait, Chechens? Did right. they even spell that right? Is that somebody other? <laughs> I was in there looking it up. I was like, no, that's the guy. <laughs> well, and do you, how much choice do you think? You know. Well, yeah, like the backstory to it is uh, they made a bunch of concessions. They they kicked out the uh, the radical leader of the of the of the Chechen separatist uh, dude, and wow. so the new guy that's in 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 charge is a little bit more Putin's friend. So mm. <laughs> yeah, there's a little oh, bit yeah. of uh, back scratching going on there. Well, and and that's how they normally handle things on the world stage. That's how the U.S. does it. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Do something for me, I do something for you. Mm -hmm. Man, it's almost like human beings have been doing that since the Stone Age. Well, and, and this, this idea of, you know, helping people behind the scenes with their insurrections and then appointing a puppet that's yeah. friends of the United States. Or just like fronting them billion dollars of weapons every month. Yeah. That's a little weird. I need to understand this budget. I mean, I, I understand wars are expensive, but <laughs> whoa. And, and don't we, we have so much equipment and stuff. Like, are oh, we yeah. getting them brand new things? They can't have, they're too good for hand-me-downs? I don't get it. 
yeah, according to uh, what I've been seeing, it's been like uh, a whole bunch of uh, Afghan war stuff that was just left over that they brought back. And uh, it's okay. like M-Laws, uh, which is a rocket, uh, Javelin missiles, uh, no stingers this time, I think. And then it was like <laughs> millions of rounds of ammunition. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, as far as like getting them like air support, uh, yeah, you're not getting planes, but we'll send a, a couple of hack, uh, attack helicopters. Oh, and those are just expensive existing. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then there was a story. It was like, yeah, once that comes into the country, we have no idea where it goes. Right. <laughs> I mean, at, at what point does Ukraine just get full of our military equipment? Yeah, yeah. And uh, for anybody uh, paying attention, uh, this is what started World War II. So just, well, you know, th there was a certain Lend-Lease program with England. Mm -hmm. And uh, next thing you know, we're getting subsunk. Well, that's after, what you did after Germany takes out an entire New York Times ad saying, please don't send any ships through here. We know Ooh. it's carrying weapons and ammunition. We will sink it. Oh, my gosh. Well, and, and this is, I mean, it's, I don't know how it could de-escalate at this point, because I think what Putin was probably counting on was just, you know, no one's going to want to start a nuclear war, so I can just kind of wear them down and keep doing this, and slowly people will just accept it. Um, and the sad thing is, I think it would get to the point where it, it, it'll go beyond where Ukraine could ever come back and then people will get involved. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. At some point, uh, Zelensky and, uh, the actual people behind him, cause I don't believe for a second that that guy's in charge of anything. No. Uh, is going to have to understand as like, yeah, that part of Eastern Ukraine is just not the Ukraine anymore. I mean, they voted in 2014 to leave, uh, uh yeah. sending rockets and mortars into there every day since in violation of a Minsk agreement. So I understand the reasons for Putin doing this. And, uh, just at the same time, you're just going to say, okay, it's, it's a loss. Uh, we're not taking that territory back. Right. You know, it would actually save more lives if you just tell Russia, it's like, okay, fine. It's well, your do with it what you want. But are they trying to go for the whole country? All of Ukraine, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's a, that's kind of like the next step, because I, I think at one point Putin recognizes they're just never going to leave this part of the world alone, so I just have to go in there and just start knocking heads together. And um, and that's where it becomes until, this game of chicken, where eventually, yeah. if the whole world decides to get involved, then we're all involved, and then no one wins. Well, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to hurt on the way, you know? Yeah. Cockroaches and the rats in New York City will win. That's, that's yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> because if anything is going to survive nuclear holocaust, it's going to be cockroaches and the rats in New York City. So. Ugh. <laughs> Not even something pleasant you want to think about right there. Well, and it's kind of funny because, um, I mean, the whole – New York is crazy to me. I've never been there, actually. Have you never ever been? been? Never I been. went once in the 90s, and it was a good reminder never to never to return. <laughs> See, I'm afraid of it because I'm worried I would step off the plane and instantly lose $500. Like, just smelling <laughs> the air. Like, I pick up, you know, I, like, buy a Starbucks, and it's 500 bucks, and then I'm yeah. broke. Oh, no, it was it was pretty expensive in the 90s. Uh, my dad was the uh, over-the-road truck driver, so I got to go with him every summer. 
And uh, one of those summers, oh, cool. we made our way all the way up to the Bronx, which is the worst part of New York City. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And so we, we got the truck pulled in. And, uh, you know, that was at that point where Dev was like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of rough looking dudes. Uh, <laughs> get my gun and grab one for yourself just in case. Wow. <laughs> so, Educational. Yeah, yeah, I mean, luckily they left the truck alone because I guess they figured, oh, this guy's bringing groceries for this week. Yes. So we're not going to knock him over. <laughs> yep. Yeah, went walking around in the Bronx. That was that was an education. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, never got on the subway. Or, uh, a whole bunch of bad things about it. And I was like, I have to go see this insanity that people just live with every day. Well, and I always wonder about... You know, you see a lot of videos, and you're only going to see the craziest stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Maybe it really is like that every day, but I wouldn't know till I it unless I went myself. You know. Yeah, and just don't, just don't, <laughs> just don't. It's I'm like just, I'm too poor. It's like going to have dinner at the Golden Corral. You do it once, like every five <laughs> years, and then you just like, oh, like this is just god awful. I should never have done this. Yeah. Plenty of other places to visit. Yeah, I, I have the the same uh, same rationale with the city of New Orleans. I mean, come and visit once, yeah. and then never come back. <laughs> you know, walk, I, walk I in the French Quarter to... just at least for like a couple hours, and then just like, okay, yeah, I, don't, I never need to see yeah. this place ever again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to go. So I have not been to Louisiana. I have not been to New York. Um. Where else? Maine? I don't know. People go to Maine, right? Yes. Certification it, spot. It, it is there. I've been there once. <laughs> I don't know. I heard it's like misty and there's lobsters. Uh, lobsters as far as the eye can see. Mm. It's every single restaurant that you go to has something with lobster in it. I could do that for like three days and then maybe not eat lobster ever again for <laughs> a while. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, sit around by whatever uh, Mohawk Indian or whatever just saw a lobster like climb up on the beach and just thought to mm. themselves, you know, if I stick a whole bunch of butter on that, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I just love the idea. It's one of the many things that used to not be a delicacy and now it's the best thing ever. Humans are so weird. We yeah, just, it's like we... all the poor people food became like uh, Michelin star uh, chef rated stuff yeah. now. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the fanciest things that you can get at a uh, steak restaurant is the uh, the bone with the marrow. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. That it is... was like no, that was like destitute. Like we, this is all we have for the week. Stone soup. Yeah. You, you throw bones in it to make broth because you, you don't have meat. Right. <laughs> and now it's a delicacy. It it is funny. Well, because now the whole anytime someone can take something. And elevate it. it. It's the new fad, you know. Of and then you can look down on people for not having the understanding, the new elevated version of this thing that used to not be have value. Yeah, I mean, uh, just take the uh, the Nutrirat down here in uh, Louisiana. It's an invasive species, causes you know billions of dollars of damage every year, just like because all the, of the, the what and... rat? Nutria, Nutria. Oh my. Rat. I'm, it is a it's a rat of unusual size. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Is this is this um, is this from a movie I saw when I was a kid? What is this? Nutrient rats are uh, are terrible, and uh, they will fuck up a dog if you send dogs on them. Oh my god, they are that big. 
yeah, it is they're like, not. They're, it is like from Princess Bride. Yeah, it, I'm gonna bring up a picture of one right here, and these things get, uh, get pretty big, pretty big. Let's see, yeah. So here's a neutral rat right here. Uh, <laughs> size this <laughs> one probably about it's probably about 13 inches long from nose to nose to tail. Is that why you really want the right to bear arms? Because <laughs> you, you, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. The so if you look behind the, you. yeah, the, this giant, giant ass uh, rat from Africa, and if you look behind it, like that branch is probably a good couple inches uh, thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah, no, I they're, see. They're not small, not small at all. But uh, yeah, people have turned it into a delicacy down here because we've oh got more than we know what to do with them, and uh, you can make a really good uh, sauce piquant out of them. So no way, that's actually oh, yeah. cool. You know, I mean, why not? It's it would be it would be wasteful to not make a delicacy out of an invasive species. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Uh, one little trip I took to the island of Bonaire, which is about thirty miles off the coast of Venezuela, so it's down there. Uh, oh, their invasive no. species are lionfish, and uh, you can go <gasps> kill lionfish and uh, eat it on a pizza, which I did. No way. I thought they were poisonous. Why do I think that? They are. They are. The The spines carry a venom in it, okay. and uh, which will cause like nerve damage if it gets enough into you. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, you can eat them. Just t you know, take the, the fins and the spines off of them. So that's a little bit risky. A little bit risky. You're right. Is it, does know. it taste good, though? Is it worth it? It's, it, you know, kind of like tilapia. It will just take Ooh. on whatever flavor you put on top of it. Oh, sometimes that's the best, actually. <laughs> yeah, so, like, when we, we ate it on a pizza down there, and they, all they did was just put a little bit of olive oil, salt, and pepper on them. Oh, yum. Yeah, and, uh, of course, with the other pizza toppings and everything else, it was, it was fantastic. Oh, wow. But, yeah, it was like, cool. when, I, when I saw it on the menu, it was like, lionfish pizza. I was like, those are venomous, right? Like, it's yeah, like, it'll kill yeah. a small child if the small child accidentally steps on one. You know, every bite is kind of a risky bite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then there was being explained. No, it's just the spines and the fins. That's all you got to really worry about. <laughs> and of course, we take mm -hmm. all those off. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> all this food talk lately. I've been thinking about. I wish I had room for a chicken coop. Yes, I'm getting anxious about. You know, everything's been fine, and generally, I think, you know, nothing's okay right now. But I always think, oh my goodness, society's going to collapse, and then it doesn't. So I'm starting to get jaded. But I am starting <laughs> to get a little anxious about food and supply yeah, libertarians, lines. Libertarians, we've been <laughs> ringing the bell about economic collapse for decades at this point. Right. And uh, even I sometimes is like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> We're printing ourselves into the grave. I, I got you. Right. Money, right. money printer, go burr. Well, and, and if you plan for society to collapse all the time, there's two ways you can do that. I'm the type where if I think it's going to collapse, I don't save money. I don't prepare. I go have fun. And then it doesn't collapse. And then I'm, I'm stuck with actually all my bills and my same job, and I have to go there at 8 a.m. So yeah. I've learned, assume the best, plan the best. Assume it's all going to work out, <laughs> you know, because if you have all this money stored up and we really devolve to the point where that doesn't matter, it's not going to matter. I, yeah. You know, 
I don't even know if gold would help you at that point. Yeah, because, I mean, how, how are you going to transport it? Well, you got pounds of it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be known as, oh, yeah, by the way, that guy over there has, like, four gold bars in his backpack. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and then you go to the grocery store, and some person's staring at you. And you, you know, what I'm picturing an outpost in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> and you, you hand them a bar of gold, they're going to go, um, I don't know, do you have supplies? Do you have ammo? Do you have clothing? <laughs> like, there's no way to save up to be the most wealthy person in a post-apocalyptic scenario, and I don't really think I'd care. Well, that's okay, because Jason Booth is uh, way ahead of us. I'm literally looking at a case of peanut butter I bought a few days ago. And, of course, he's going to laugh at it, rich bastard. <laughs> Look at you and your case of peanut butter. <sighs> well, you want to talk about a calorie-dense food right there. <laughs> peanut butter is it. So. It's actually kind of smart. Yeah, protein <laughs> and fat. Yeah. Glucose. Like... You need glucose to build muscle, apparently. You do, uh, in a form mm -hmm. called glycogen which your uh, body will make automatically. <laughs> oh, so so I don't have excuse to eat sugar because I'm trying to build muscle? Nope, nope. Uh, if you eat a bunch of protein, it gets synthesized in your liver in a process called gluconeogenesis. And oh, it will dare you. All of the blood sugar that you actually need. Well, okay, fine. But, you know, <laughs> and in the average human, you only need like a teaspoon of it floating around in your bloodstream at any given time anyway, so... I believe that, and I think in general, I probably eat way too much sugar. I think everybody does. I'm trying. That is uh, probably probably true because like now it's like up to uh, fifty pounds of sugar every year the average American eats. Oh my goodness! And in uh, 1930, I think it was like four pounds. <laughs> you know, it's really sad actually. Whenever people post old pictures, oh, these are my grandparents and. Everyone was just really attractive, and it took me a really long yeah. time to figure out. I'm like, they didn't really have orthodontia. They didn't have, you know, skincare or any of that. <laughs> Fancy hit workout programs. It's just body fat percentage. You know, oh, overall, yeah. Yeah. you can see their cheekbones. Yeah, one of the fun things to do is uh, just look up, like, the old footage of the uh, Woodstock in the 1960s. Mm. And then, then you get to play the wonderful game of, like, find the fat guy. Mm. Spoiler he alert. He, he's not there. <laughs> well, you know, and these were hippies that weren't exactly like healthy at the time. Oh no. Yeah. No. <laughs> this was before the granola hippies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these are the fun hippies. And you know what? I actually I like to go to music festivals. I talk about it a little bit sometimes, but well, another reason to come down to Louisiana. We get music festivals all the time down here, so. You got some good ones. Yeah, we got uh, Jazz Fest down in New Orleans. Uh, Lafayette actually has a whole bunch. Uh, uh, the last time I went, there was like a Russian band there. Oh, I, I, I guess they can't come anymore. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> now, the one in Lafayette's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, it's like a couple of days. It's like a music and maker fest. So there's like musical yep. acts. There's a whole bunch of people selling T-shirts and homemade stuff. It's a great time. I like it when it becomes this whole little camp. You know, like a really, um, I mean, it's kind of like a Renaissance festival, but modern. <laughs> we also have a pretty big one out in Hammond, a Renaissance fair. That yep, one gets I like, intense. <laughs> I like those too. I do all the nerd things. All right. So we that's uh, at least one thing that we could take away from this episode. <laughs> Sunny Sidebot is a giant nerd. Mm-hmm. 
But not the smart kind. So do with that what you will. <laughs> I do work in IT, but like I shouldn't. I'm not the right personality type. Oh, and you're IT too, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so right there, Sunnysidebot is a nerd. We'll just have that <laughs> scrolling on the bottom for Very all time. Fair. In fact, my next episode, I might just bring that one up just to, as a reminder to everybody. <laughs> just scroll it on the screen. Next guest is going to be like a serious guest, and he's like, who is this? I was like, never mind. never mind. Well, I feel bad. I didn't have anything prepared today. That's okay. That's where we go. It's like conversational... You know, mm-hmm. just make it seem like a couple of people hanging out, shooting the shit. Well, we really are. That's exactly so. what we did. And that's probably a good place to leave it off. Uh, Sunny Sidebot, get your uh, grift on. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. At Sunny Sidebot. So, so, yep. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. Interact with me. I will always respond. <laughs> and she will. Not for 24 hours. Only no. Ace Arcus does that. Like a few times, and then I'll, and then I'll move on. And then she's like, "No, I'm done." Mm-hmm. And maybe That's maybe enough. someday I'll I'll show the camera when I'm not in my pajamas. It'll be great. Yeah, don't show don't show with your pajamas. I'm not going to. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm concerned for your DMs, not mine. Right. Oh no. Yeah, they're not going to complain to me. They're going to go to you. No, no, no. I, I you got to be careful out there on Twitter. Yes, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, Sunnysidebot, thanks for uh, playing along. We're going to catch you around the timeline, okay? Thanks so much. Thank you. Very good for your first podcast appearance. You got the knack. You yes and very well, so. Oh, we're offline now, right? Oh, no, not yet. I haven't haven't clicked the button. (laughs) Oh, because I was about to tell you something really interesting. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, actually, uh, stick around. I will say bye to you off the air. (laughs) All right. All right. There she goes, folks. Uh, at Sunny Sidebot on Twitter. You can definitely uh, hit her up over there. Uh, this was a pretty fun episode. Uh, guys, if you uh, take a look down in the show notes, uh, once I get them updated, of course, uh, you'll find her link right there. They'll take you right to it. So you ain't got to go hunting and pecking all over the internet looking for it. Also, check out my links down below. I've got my coin tree stuff, and that's got everything. Uh, save yourself some money on some delicious coffee. Go to laurenzotti.coffee. Save 10%. When you put in my promo code RWAC, hit up my Indiegogo to help me uh, fund my book if you could. If you can't uh, fund it, I don't want your money. You know, Share it around if you can. But anyways, guys, uh, take it easy. We'll come at you next week with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. <laughs>